how many questions there are that are put forward on that program, and the answers they come. We hear the answers on the on the, on, the, on that program. فقد يسمع الإنسان في الجلسة الواحدة أحكاما مت أحكاما عديدة. That a person may hear in one single sitting a great number of rulings. وهو مضطجع على فراشه. Whilst he is just sat on his bed, he's 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 he's, he's reclining on his bed and resting on his bed. وقد كان سلفنا الصالح كما علمتم يرحل الواحد منهم الشهر والشهرين من أجل أن يسمع حديثا واحدا في حكم واحد. And our salaf, our righteous predecessors, the early Muslims, as you know, the Sheikh he says, one of them would travel the distance of a month or two months in order for him to just, to, to hear just one hadith, one hadith concerning one particular ruling. Not that it's a hadith and it's a it's a uh, a lengthy hadith which has a number of rulings in it, but just for one hadith which just gives up, which is, gives one ruling. Now, كما رحل جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنه وهو من أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رحل إلى عبد الله بن أنيس رضي الله عنه من المدينة إلى دمشق ووقف على على الباب واستأذن نعم. And so the Sheikh he says, just as Jabir, Jabir ibn Abdullah, the Sahabi al-Jalil, who was from the companions of the Prophet he went to and he traveled to Abdullah ibn Unais, another companion, another companion of the Messenger of Allah He went from Medina all the way to Damashq in Sham. He, all, he went all the way to Damashq, Damascus. He came to the door, and then he sought permission. He sought izn, permission to enter, or he sought permission to speak to Abdullah. They said, who is it? Who is it? Who are you? He said, I'm Jabir. They said, Jabir bin Abdullah. They said, are you Jabir bin Abdullah? Jabir, the son of Abdullah. He said, naam, yes. فخرج عبد الله بن أنيس يجر رداءه فاعتنقه. So at that point, upon hearing that it's Jabir bin Abdullah, Abdullah bin Unais, he rushed to the door. He rushed to the door, dragging his garment on the floor. Meaning he, he rushed, he didn't even have time. He rushed so quickly that he didn't even have time to put on his, his, his thobe. Now, فاعتنقه, and he hugged him, he embraced him and hugged him. He, he hugged Jabir bin Abdullah. فسأله, and the Sheikh hasn't brought the full uh, text here. But Jabir, he, 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 he mentioned in the full hadith, uh, he said that, بلغني, uh, حديث من رجل, uh, من that, that it reached me, that a hadith reached me, a hadith that a man heard from the Prophet and so I bought a camel. فسرت إليه شهراً. So I bought a camel and then I, 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 I went to him. Um, and that journey took me a month. 
Naam. So there's more detail to the hadith. But this is the background. Hadith that he heard. That he heard that there was a man narrating a hadith. And so he bought a camel. He went out of his way to buy a camel so that he could travel. And that travel took a month. Naam. And so when he got there, anyway, Abdullah ibn Unais, he came out, he hugged him. And he said, he said, ma ja'abik? He said, what has brought you here? قال, he said, hadithun sami'tu annaka tahfadu. He said, a hadith that I heard that you have memorized and you, have, you, you are preserving and you have with you. وَخِفْتُ أَنْ أَمُوتْ قَبْلَ أَنْ أَسْمَعَهُ And I feared that I may die before, before I hear it. Salah. I fear that I may die before I hear it. But he also said, because this is just a summary of it, uh, I fear that you may die. I may die or you may die before I hear it. يعني hadith al-Qantara, then the Sheikh says, meaning the hadith of the Qantara. Hadith of the Qantara is basically, the Qantara is the bridge. The bridge over the hell, between the hellfire and paradise. Bukhari, he brings it, uh, Elsewhere, in his Sahih, uh, the Hadith, uh, when the from the believers, those who were saved from the fire, those who were saved from the fire, and they will come to that bridge, the Antara, and then uh, Allah will uh, say that no one will enter paradise or hellfire before the retribution takes place. Meaning, if there's any oppression that took place between them, that has to be settled first. And this will take place on the Qantara, the bridge. So this is what the Shaykh is referring to. The hadith of the Qantara, the hadith of the bridge. فَأَخْبَرَهُ And so, Abdullah ibn Unais, he informed Abdullah ibn Jabir ibn Abdullah of the hadith. وَنَصُّهُ And the Shaykh mentioned and it, and its neck, its text, or the wording is, قَالْ سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ that I heard, so this is now the, the, the hadith that Jabir traveled, bought a camel for, so that he may travel to Damascus for a full month, uh, just to, to hear this hadith from, from, from uh, Abdullah ibn Unais. This is now Abdullah ibn Unais narrating the hadith to him. He said that I, that I heard the messenger of Allah say, يَحْشُرُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى لِعِبَادِ أَوْ قَالَ النَّاسِ شَكَّ حَمَامِ That he heard the messenger of Allah say that Allah will gather Raise up and gather uh, Al-Ibad, the servants Al-Nas Or he said the people Shakka Hamam This was Hamam, Hamam ibn Yahya Hamam ibn Yahya is one of the, one of the narrators in, this, in the chain He couldn't remember whether the Rasul Sallallahu said uh, That Allah will gather the servants, Ibad Or he will gather the people Strictly speaking, and this is something which the scholars they let go because it doesn't really affect the meaning of the hadith. Allah uh, raises the servants, Allah raises the people, it doesn't really affect the meaning of the hadith. Now, but however, this shows to us the still the concern that they had. The ruwat. Look, I can't remember if it was if he said ibad or nas. Now and he pointed towards with he pointed with his hand towards sham towards the direction of sham present day syria that region syria palestine in that region jordan in that region yani the rasul he said allah will gather the people 
and he pointed towards Sham because that's where they will be gathered in that region. Hufatan Uratan Gurlan Buhma. Hufatan meaning barefooted. Urat naked. Gurlan meaning uncircumcised. Buhman. Buhman. Qal. And then Abdullah ibn Anais, he said, Qulna. So then we said, after he said Buhman, because we understood the rest, but we didn't understand Buhman. Ma Buhman, we said to him, what's Buhman? That the people will be raised Buhman. And gathered in this state. Qal, laysa ma'ahum shay. They will have nothing with them. So that's the meaning of Buhman. They will be gathered, barefooted, naked, uncircumcised, nothing with them. فَيُنَادِيهِمْ بِسَوْتِ يَسْمَعْهُ مَنْ بَعْدُ وَيَسْمَعْهُ مَنْ قَرُبُ And then Allah will, call, Allah will call them with a voice, with a sound, يَسْمَعْهُ مَنْ بَعْدُ Whoever is far will hear it, وَيَسْمَعْهُ مَنْ قَرُبُ And whoever is near will hear it. أَنَا الْمَلِكَ الدَّيَّانِ أَنَا الْمَلِكَ I am the king. الدَّيَّانِ الدَّيَّانِ يعني المحاسب أو المجازي The reckoner The one who rewards The one who Who uh, Who reckons يعني makes the حساب لا ينبغي لأحد من أهل أهل النار أن يدخل النار وأحد من أهل الجنة يطلبه بمظلمة حتى اللطمة Allah will say That I am the king, the reckoner It is not befitting that Anyone from the people of fire enter the fire whilst there is someone from the people of paradise who requests retaliation hmm? due, to some, due to him being oppressed, due to that person oppressing him. Even the latama, the latama is a slap, even if it's just a slap. Latama is a slap, so even if it's just a slap. There will be retribution and retaliation for a slap. قال, <coughs> uh, and so he said, لَهُ, So we then said to the Messenger of Allah How will this be and how will this re retaliation and retribution take place when we will come to Allah whilst being barefooted, naked and uncircumcised? قال, and so he said, بِالْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيَّعَاتِ he said that would be that would be by way of the good deeds and the bad deeds, the retribution that will take place due to the good deeds and the bad deeds. Now, now, so this is the hadith um, that Jabir bin Abdullah travelled the distance of a month all the way from Medina to Damascus, bought a camel for that reason. He came to him to hear this hadith. And the Shaykh is bringing this to show to us, look at the Salaf, what they would do for acquiring knowledge, a single hadith in, in one matter. Whilst we have, today we have so many wasa'il, so many means and ways in gathering knowledge so easily, in the comfort of our homes. Now, فَرَجَعَ مِنَ الْبَابِ And so then he returned, from, he didn't even go inside. He travelled all the way for a month and didn't even go inside the house of Abdullah. لِيَكُونُ السَّفَرْ هَذَا خالصاً صحيحاً من أجل من أجل طلب الحديث الواحد. Why did he do that? In order for him to remain sincere, يعني in that journey, 
that he, he wants the reward for that and he doesn't want it become, his intention to become tainted with anything else. So he, he didn't even go inside, he turned and then he left. Now, uh, and similar, there are other hadith that I mentioned, even books that I've authored. There are, there are books authored solely on this hadith and the benefits you can take from just this hadith. Likewise, uh, hadith similar to this from Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. He's mentioned Abu Ayyub al-Ansari that he traveled to Misr. He traveled to Misr for a hadith that, that he already heard and had with him. He actually already had the hadith, but he just wanted to make sure that he memorized it correctly and he knew it correctly. And he, so he traveled. Um, and yani, very, something very similar. Something very similar. And at the end, when he heard the hadith, he said, that is how I've memorized it. And then he left. Now, um, and so many benefits, the, the, as I mentioned, some of the scholars have even uh, uh, authored um, authorships solely on this hadith and the likes of these hadith. Um, we can see here from the benefits, the, um, the fact that a person is to uh, uh, yani travel in order to seek knowledge. That is the origin of the person, he travels. A person travels for that knowledge. And that is why he said, Al-ilm yu'ta ilayh. Al-ilm yu'ta ilayh. Wala yati. That knowledge, you go towards knowledge. Knowledge doesn't come to you. You have to go towards it. You have to go to that knowledge. Naam. Likewise, from the benefits is, is spending. Spending for that knowledge. Look how he, he said, فَشْرَيْتُ بَعِيرًا So I bought a camel. Likewise, Spending. Spending in order to seek that knowledge, if it requires spending um, to, to buy books, to uh, travel when you travel, petrol in the car and so on. All of this um, we can take from, from, from uh, this hadith that Sheikh he mentioned. Likewise, having sincerity, having sincerity when, when uh, seeking knowledge. And so the Sheikh he continues and he says, نحن اليوم ولله الحمد بوسائل متعددة نستطيع أن نجمع علوما شتى Today, and all praise belongs to Allah, we have numerous means and mediums through which we are able to najma, gather, uloom and shatta. We're able to gather various types of knowledge in various sciences. Kahalakat al such as the halakat al the circles of knowledge, walittisal al hatifi, and likewise over the phone, communicating over the phone. بمشايخ العلم with the scholars, scholars of knowledge. فلو قرأت كتابا وعرفت بعض بعد ما فيه وأشكل عليك البعض ودونت ما أشكل ورفعت سمعت الحاتف واخترت من تثق من تثق به من أهل العلم والسنة وطلبت منه أن يحل لك بواسطة الحاتف هذه المشايل هذه المسائل المشكلة. شيخ يمنشنز. And so you read a book. And you know some of what's in it, but some of it um, troubles you, meaning you're not able to understand it. So you have a book, you're trying to read it, you're trying to seek knowledge. Some of it you understand, some of it you don't understand, it's difficult upon you. So then the Sheikh, he says, Record down, write down that which is difficult upon you, that which you haven't understood. Um, and then you, you pick up the, the headset. Or the, 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 the handset, sorry, the handset. You pick up the handset, or the earpiece, yani, of, the, of the telephone. You pick it up, you pick up the phone, um, and uh, you choose uh, one who you trust from the, from the 
people of knowledge and sunnah from the scholars, those trustworthy scholars, the scholars of the sunnah. And you, you seek from him, and you ask him that he, he basically solves this uh, uh, problem that you have, the, the, uh, this understanding um, that you require. You fail, you fail to understand that which you've which you read, and so you, you're asking him to explain that to you. Now, فَأَصْبَحَ الْكِتَابِ كُلُّهُ عِنْدَكْ مَعْلُومًا وَمَحْلُولًا So now after this, after you've done a search, you've been through a book, whatever you haven't understood, you've asked the person of knowledge, then now the book, all of it becomes something, after he's explained it to you, it's become ma'lum to you. You, you understand, you understood all of it now. And yani, you, you've solved uh, and you've understood any of those difficulties that you came across. هَذِهِ مِنَ الْحِكْمَةِ الَّتِي نَقُولُهَا لِأَبْنَائِنَا وَأَصْحَابِنَا رَجَاءَ الْأَجْرِ لِأَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَقُولَ أَدَّالَ عَلَى الْخَيْرِ كَفَاعِلِهِ Shaykh mentions that this is the wisdom that we always say to our sons and our children. The Shaykh, because the Shaykh, Shaykh Zayd, rahimahullah, a great scholar, he addresses those, his, his attendees as sons and children. وَأَصْحَابِنَا and just our colleagues uh, hoping for the reward. We always advise them with this, that look, we have all of these means, use them. And we do this in order for us to acquire that reward. We hope for the reward because the Prophet ﷺ, he said, الخير كفاعله. That the one who calls to, the one who points towards good and he calls others to good and he's a means for them to carry out actions of, good, of goodness, then he is just like the doer because he, he called him to, to, to that and pointed him towards that. وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام من دل على خير فله مثل أجر فاعله أو قال and likewise, a very similar hadith that whoever points towards good, then he has the reward, he has the same reward as the one who performs that action of goodness, um, or he said the one who amil, very similar, amil and fa'il, very similar. وَأَنْتُمْ وَكُلُّ النَّاسِ عَلَى هَذَا وَالْمُبْتَدِئُونَ مِنْ طُلَّابِ الْعِلْمِ وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ فَرَاغْ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ وَالْبَعْثِ The is saying that basically all of you, uh, you, you, you have these means before you and the beginners from the students of knowledge and whoever has spare time from the people of knowledge and those who research فَقَدْ يَسْتَفِيدْ أَيْضًا مِنْ هَذِهِ الْوَسَائِلِ كَالْبَرَامِجِ الطَّيِّبَةِ نعم and so the shaykh is, yeah, is uh, uh, as encouragement to, to whoever uh, uh, seeks knowledge and people of knowledge that they Yani they benefit the people um, uh, through the various means, such as those uh, baramish, those programs that are there, those good programs, like we said, like those radio programs and so on. Kannadawat, like the conferences and seminars, muhadarat and the lectures, min talab, and other than these ways, uh, from the ways in seeking knowledge. al-kitabah. And likewise, writing. A way of benefiting the people is to, to, to write. And تلخيس للكتب To summarize the books. A student may come along and he summarizes a book. He brings, he brings a, a book which is quite lengthy. He comes and he summarizes it. And he gives that to the people. And so the people are able to, to benefit. And all of it is regarded as the seeking of knowledge. لِذَا وَعَدَ اللَّهُ طَالِبَهُ الْجَنَّةِ And therefore Allah, He promised 
the one who seeks this knowledge, uh, he promised him uh, al-jannah, paradise. What the whole al-jannah gaya, and the entering of paradise, that is the goal. That is the goal. لِأَنَّكَ إِذَا دَخَلْتَ الْجَنَّةِ فُسْتَ بِأَعْذَمْ مَطْلُوبٍ مِنْ نَعِيمِهَا وَهُوَ النَّظْرُ إِلَى وَجْهِ اللَّهِ الْكَرِيمِ Because if you, if you enter paradise, if you were to enter paradise, then you, uh, you, then you, are, you have been successful in achieving the greatest thing that is sought from the blessings of paradise, from the from the, those blissful matters in paradise and it is to look at the face the noble face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala الذي نفتح الفرق الفرق عفوا الذي نفتح الفرق المبتدعة وأثبته أهل السنة والجماعة لأهل الإيمان في الدار الآخرة في الجنة بأدلة القرآن والسنة يعني that which the, the, the Innovated groups have negated. They've negated the fact that the believers in paradise will see their Lord. As for the people of Sunnah, uh, uh, now as for the people of Sunnah, then they affirm it for the pe- for the people of Iman that the people of Iman, the believers, will see their Lord in the hereafter in paradise due to the evidences in the Quran and in the Sunnah. Now. As we know, Allah has mentioned clearly in the Quran, likewise the, the Rasulullah in his Sunnah. Falhamdulillah, ala wuduhi al-haq. The Shaykh he mentions, so our praise belongs to Allah for the clarity of the truth. Fala yujid amal min al-a'mal yusawi talab al-ilm al-shari. That there isn't, fa- there isn't to be found an action which equals the action of seeking knowledge the islamic knowledge min ajli an ya'mal al-insan bihi wa yad'u an-nasa ilayhi wa yasiru al-insan fihi bila nihayata hatta taltafu as-saq bis-saq now the sheikh mentioned that there's basically no other action which equates to the action of seeking knowledge now and that is in order for a person to act a person may act upon that knowledge and call the people to it, and that he may يعني, traverse upon uh, that knowledge and the, that path of knowledge, يعني, and with his, along with acting upon that knowledge, bila nihaya, without end and without limit. Hatta taltafu saq saq. What does the Sheikh mean by that? Hatta taltafu saq saq. From the surah? Waltafat is saq saq in Surah Al Qiyamah. He's saying, up until there's no end, yani you traverse upon that path without end, up until the legs are joined together. The saq is joined with the saq. The leg is joined with the leg, meaning up until death and you're shrouded. Because when you're shrouded, your legs are put together and you're shrouded. So this is what the Sheikh is saying. Meaning up until death. Now, and a person, he may have commitments and obligations and duties connected to tijara, connected to trade. He may, he may trade and yani he's got a business or uh, yani so on. Or iltizamat bi'amal wadhifi. Or he has obligations connected to work, connected to the job that he has. 
Except that it's not possible to say that that particular thing, commitment that you're, you're dedicated to, and those obligations and those duties you're committed to, that's not, it's not possible to say that, that that's all you can do, that, and you don't have time for anything else. Hmm? Rather, he gives knowledge the best of his time. He gives time to knowledge, seeking knowledge. Min sa'ati from the hours of his of his uh, night and his day. فَإِنْ فَعَلَ ذَلِكَ فَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ إِلَى نَفْسِهِ بِأَفْضَلِ الطُّرُقِ الَّتِي أَرْشَدَ إِلَيْهَا الْمَعْصُومِ عَلَيْهِ سَلَطُ وَالسَّلَامِ النَّاصِحِ الْأَمِينِ And if he was to do a search, then he's been good to himself in the best of ways, uh, which the Messenger of Allah Sallam, yani, guided him to the Ma'asum. The Rasulullah Sallam, who's yani, infallible from yani, making uh, those, oh, yani, the Ma'asum, one who's protected now. النصح الأمين يعني النصح من the trustworthy advisor وإن تلاعبت بالعقول دنيا البشر فترك العلم even though the dunya the pleasures of this life may play with the with the minds يعني نعم the, the, the pleasures of this life may play with the minds. Now, And so due to that, knowledge is abandoned. Because the person is preoccupied with the, with the world. And so what ends up happening is when knowledge is left and abandoned, then ignorance takes its place. And that is that lost and khasar and ghaban that deception, that deceit, meaning from the world. And this is what the dunya, the life of this world, it seeks to do, to deceive uh, a person from knowledge uh, and acting upon that knowledge, which benefits a person in this life and in the hereafter. Now. So that's the end of that, that uh, chapter. Um, and as we mentioned, uh, we said we will bring some benefits from Sheikh Ibn Thaymeen, rahimahullah. Because uh, Sheikh, likewise, he has a, uh, an explanation of uh, Sahil Bukhari. Um, and so taking some benefits from the Shaykh, um, other than what the Shaykh brought here. Um, we mentioned last week, we did in, in the point towards one benefit that the Shaykh he brought. But just to expa- expand upon that, uh, the Shaykh mentioned likewise the turuq, the ways of seeking knowledge, are many. And he mentioned, uh, he mentioned three ways. We, mentioned that we also mentioned them last week. Does anyone remember what, we, what they were? From a scholar. From a scholar. Yeah. Reading. Books. Reading, and then the general folk, the that amal mashhur. So these are ways in how knowledge can be sought. You go to a scholar, he teaches you. So you seek the knowledge from a scholar, he gives it to you, or from a book, or a tape, and so on. So recording, that's very similar. Meaning, listening to uh, to to recorded lectures and so on, very similar to reading books. It's other than taking knowledge from other than a sheikh. The books and the tapes and the recordings are words and explanations of the scholars, but it is not directly taken from them. That's the first. The first is taken directly from them in person. The third was al-amal al-mashhur, that action which is well known. So a person doesn't sit with a scholar, 
he doesn't read or listen to lectures, but he he learns through looking at the actions of the people. And the actions that are well known, that's how he learns. So he, the Shaykh gave the example of the one who, if you were to ask him, what's the proof that there are five daily prayers in Islam? He says, because the people do it. He doesn't, he's not one who has learned. He's not one who sat with the scholars. He's not read the evidences. Um, yeah, and he's acting upon that, 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 that action which is well known. Now, but the Shaykh, he mentioned, he mentioned that the asl, wal aqrab, wal afdal, that the origin and the nearest to, uh, to, uh, way of acquiring knowledge and the best is at-talaqi. It, it is face-to-face, -face, that first path that the Shaykh, he mentioned, the path of sitting on the way of, uh, of um, seeking knowledge. Yani, by sitting with a scholar. وَلَكِنْ هَذَا الطَّرِيقِ يَجِبْ أَنْ نَعْرِفْ الشَّيْخِ And this is something very important the Shaykh he mentioned, we didn't mention last week. He said, however, this particular path of seeking knowledge, it is obligatory upon us to know the belief and the aqidah, the belief of the Shaykh. Something which many people can overlook. A person says, yeah, look at all the, look at all the evidences and the virtues connected to seeking knowledge, and whoever treads upon the path of knowledge, that will make easy for him the path to paradise, whoever calls to good, then he gets the reward of, call, of, 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 of calling to good. Um, and so يعني, he, he, he looks at all the various uh, يعني, evidences that encourage a person to seek knowledge. Um, and, and so he, he says that I'm going to just take knowledge. I'm sitting with, with, with whoever gives me knowledge. And he doesn't look to the belief of the one who is teaching, the belief of the Shaykh. He doesn't look to that. The Shaykh, he mentioned that this is the first thing we need to do. We need to look at the scholar himself. He may have a corrupt belief, a belief which is على خلاف عقيدة السلف. A belief which is in opposition to the belief of the Salaf of this Ummah. Which is in opposition to the belief of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the Imams from, from, from the early generations. And he, may, and he may be a smart man. This Shaykh who has a corrupt belief, he may be a smart man. He doesn't come with his misguidance يعني, in a... In a clear open manner he, he, he brings it in a hidden manner he, يعني, he, he, sneaks, he sneaks in his deviation um, يعني, um, through, um, through hiding that now and so the Sheikh here is mentioning the importance of looking to who we take our knowledge from and again many uh, examples in the Quran in the Sunnah the Rasulullah he said uh, he said, a man is upon the religion of his companion. So let each one of you look to who he takes as his companion. And that's, that includes the scholar. Because your companion, just someone who, who you, you, you regularly hang out with, if the Rasulullah is telling us to be careful of him and look to who we take as our companion, then also, more so, uh, the, the one who we take knowledge from. More so the one who we take knowledge from. Because whatever he gives you is going to be your religion. And likewise, this statement of Muhammad ibn Sarin from the Tabi'in, Rahimahullah, he said, Inna He said, Indeed, this 
uh, knowledge is your religion. Meaning whatever knowledge you seek is going to end up being your religion. So look to who you take your religion from. And this is why many of the Salaf, when the deviated groups occurred, those groups that had deviated aqaid, deviated beliefs, that aqidah fasid that the Sheikh is referring to. This is why many of them, they said that it is more beloved to me that my son sits with and eats with the Jews and Christians than, him to, than he uh, sits with the people of innovation. Why, is, why would they make such statements? Because why would they make such statements? Because when the Jews and the Christians, you know, they're, uh, they're lost. And they're, they're lost? That's right. That's the hikmah there. And this is what they will say. They will say. Because the Jew and the Christian, my son, when he goes and sits with him, he knows he's misguided. He knows the Jew and the Christian is misguided. He's not going to be affected by his speech. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, at least not as much as the innovator, because the innovator, he comes in the guise of Islam, and in the guise of Sunnah and so on. But he puts in and instills into you uh, those wrong beliefs. Now, likewise concerning the statement of the Messenger of Allah, man salaqa tariqan yatlabu bihi ilman, the hadith that whoever treads upon a path seek, in which he seeks knowledge, then Allah will make easy for him a path to paradise. The Shaykh mentions that this comprises this word tariq, whoever treads upon a tariq, a path, then uh, it comprises of both paths, the path which is hissi and the path which is ma'nawi, the physical path of knowledge and also the, the metaphorical path of knowledge. The, the, yani the, the physical meaning of it and the metaphorical meaning of it. So the tariq uh, al-hissi, the physical path, is that a person leaves his home and comes to the place of, 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 of ilm. So he leaves his home and comes to the, to the masjid or wherever the knowledge, the circle of knowledge takes place. That is that physical path. Then there is the tariq al-ma'nawi and that is that a person reads person reads a book, person listens to a, to a recording, he takes that which the scholars uh, convey and so on, that it, yani the, this hadith comprises of, bo of both meanings here. Likewise, we, 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 um, we saw that Al-Bukhari, he brought the hadith um, that the Anbiya, the Prophets, do not leave, be do not leave behind inheritance. They are, not to be, they are not inherited from that which they leave behind for inheritance is knowledge. And the scholars are those who inherit that knowledge. Um, the Shaykh mentions a point here. Um, he says that the Rafi, the Shia, they come with a doubt concerning this. Because the Hadith mentions that the, the Prophet he, he said that we, the gathering of Prophets, La Nurath. La Nurath. We are not inherited from. We don't have those who inherit from us. La nurath. Ma tarakna sadaqatun. Whatever we leave, that which we leave behind is charity. Sadaqa. Sadaqatun. Marfu' for those who do in Arabic. Sadaqatun. But the Rafid al-Shia, they come and they say, the hadith is correct, but the 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 the, uh, the last word sadaqa 
the vowel mark at the end is wrong. So they say the meaning of it is La Nurath, the Prophet said, La Nurath, we are not inherited from. Ma tarakna sadaqatan. Ma tarakna sadaqatan. Meaning, if you go back to how the hadith has been narrated, La Nurath, we are not inherited from. Ma tarakna, the ma here is the ma mawsula, the ma with the meaning of alladhi, alladhi tarakna, that which we leave behind sadaqatun, is sadaqa, charity, khabar, marfu, it is uh, charity. They say that sadaqa here, it's the object of the action. Yeah, and they, say, they, they still say it's ma mawsula, but they say that the meaning is la nurath, we are not inherited from ma tarakna sadaqatan sadaqatan yani which gives the meaning now ma tarakna sadaqatan whatever we leave as charity la nurath whatever we leave as charity isn't inherited you, you see how they come and they twist it why did they do that because they say look that Abu Bakr Siddiq عنه, the first Khalifa in Islam, Umar the second Khalifa عنه, and the Sahaba ظلموا Fatima that they oppressed Fatima the daughter of the Rasul and they are ظلم فسقة this is what they say they say this they say that, the, that Abu Bakr and Umar and the Sahaba they oppressed uh, Fatima by not giving her uh, her inheritance because it took place uh, Fatima she wasn't aware of this hadith she wasn't aware of this ruling she came seeking her inheritance but Abu Bakr Siddiq he quoted this hadith to her and he didn't give her um, uh, inheritance from the Prophet because the Prophet said that whatever we leave behind it becomes charity hmm? Naam, um, but Fatima she wasn't aware of this Abu Bakr he knew the hadith and he judged and he ruled with that. Likewise, Umar, she came here and it was brought to him again. It was brought up again in the time of Umar. And he, still, he didn't give the inheritance because they were away. Even Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, she narrates the hadith. Um, so, this is what the Shia Rafi that they said. The uh, reply to them is. Firstly, if we go along with the, with the way they have explained the hadith, then what difference is there between the prophets and the regular people? Because a regular person, if he leaves behind something as charity, it's a waqf, it's a, he's left it, behind, he left it as an endowment. He's left it behind as an endowment. No one can now come and inherit it from it then. No one can now come and inherit from it. Because he's left it as charity. If a, person, if a person says, I'm leaving my library, I'm leaving such and such as charity. After he dies, the inheritor, his inheritors cannot come and say, we want a portion of that. Why? Because he left it as charity, as, 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 a, as an endowment. That's with the regular people. And so if they're saying that this is, this, this is the meaning of this hadith, then what difference now is there between the prophets and the regular people? Why, why the need then for the Messenger of Allah to mention this? There would be no need for, to mention this because there's no difference between 
the prophets and the regular people. Wabih? Is that clear? So that's the first reply. Second reply is, is there has also come the wording which, which removes any, any doubts from, from the linguistic sense. Hadith from Aisha, from Sahih, Sahih Muslim, where she said that the Rasulullah said, La nurath, we are not inherited. Ma tarakna, that which we leave, fahuwa sadaqa. That which we leave, fahuwa sadaqa. Then it is charity. Not possible to make a mansub here. Not possible to make a mansub in order for it to be the object of the action. La nurath, we don't inherit, we, we are not inherited. Ma tarakna fahuwa sadaqatun. Whatever we leave behind, then that is, is charity. Now, now, and also the hikmah. Uh, this is just, it's, it's not that related to this, but related to the issue of why the prophets don't leave behind inheritance. The wisdom behind this, as the scholars I mentioned, is, is um, that if the scholars, uh, if the prophets were allowed to be inherited from, as we know, the prophets, they amass uh, followers, they, they have followers and so on, and then they, yani, they, they, they become leaders, or they may become leaders, and yani, they uh, acquire uh, land and so on, and wealth and property, because yani, they, 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 they acquire followers and they call, due to their call, they, they, um, yani, they, 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 um, they're stationed. Uh, yani, uh, rises and yani, they, they uh, are able or may acquire wealth and property due to yani, the, 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 them spreading their call but if they are allowed to be inherited from then it, it, it would be possible and likely that from their inheritors those who would attempt to kill them those who would then attempt to kill them so that's one reason. Second reason also that the reason why they are, they, are, they, are, they are not inherited from is so that people cannot say about them that they only call to, their, to whatever they call to in order to acquire wealth and property and estate in order for their children to benefit from, from, from what, what they acquired. So that people may, yani, don't, don't come along later on and say, well, look, this person who claimed to be a prophet, that he, he, yeah, his, his claim was, was, was false, he was a liar, and the only reason why he did what he did is to, uh, to, to gather wealth and, and property in the state. And, this, uh, uh, and the proof is that his children have, have uh, inherited uh, from him. So the, the, uh, those are some of the wisdoms uh, behind the prophets not being allowed to inherit. Likewise, um, from the benefits that the Shaykh he brought, and we'll end with this, is the saying of Allah that Al Bukhari he brings, "Inna yaksha Allah min ibadihi al-alima." Inna yaksha Allah min ibadihi al-alima. Yani, it is, it is the, it is only the scholars who fear Allah. It is only those who have knowledge who fear Allah. Uh, the Shaykh mentioned, Shaykh Ibn Thamir rahimahullah, he said that the meaning of yakhsha here, fear, is yakhaf. It is taken from the word yakhaf, 
another uh, word in Arabic which can bring the same meaning. It may, on the apparent, seem like it's a synonym. <coughs> it's a, a word with a similar meaning. However, the Sheikh he says, وَلَكِنَ الْخَشْيَةِ أَكْمَلْ And it is أَشَدْ مِنَ الْخُفْ Khashya is more severe, it is more complete and more severe than khuf. Both of them might loosely translate as fear. Right? But in the Arabic language, khashya is more severe and it is more complete. Because khashya takun bil ilm. Khashya is, is to fear with knowledge. Whereas khuf is to fear with knowledge and without knowledge. Right? So, for example, um, a child. If a child, he heard a sound. He heard a loud sound. Then you, you can say, you, you can say, فَخَافْ سَمِعَ سَوْتًا سَمِعَ الْوَلَدْ سَوْتًا فَخَافْ The boy, he heard a sound, and, uh, and so he became scared. خَافْ Remember, خَافْ is fear, Without knowledge, doesn't necessarily mean that the sound that he has knowledge of what that sound is and that it's something to be scared of. But we don't say here khashia because he doesn't have knowledge. Right? Khashia is to fear to have fear with knowledge. Khof can be with knowledge, but without knowledge also. Now, and so hence this is why Allah said used within this verse, He used both khashia and ilm. إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ عُلَمَاءِ Those who have ilm. Right? He used khashya with, uh, with ilm here. And the origin of khashya is that it is khawf ma'a ta'zim. The origin of khashya, it, it is to have fear, that khawf, but along with uh, magnifying. Magnifying and, and, and يعني, venerating. Uh, and so, for takun, من عذم المخشي وإن كان الخاشي قويا. So this we're talking about خشية now. الخشية it comes about this type of fear comes about and it's the greatest form of fear fear with knowledge it comes about with that تعذيم magnifying of the thing or the one you're scared of. So من عذم المخشي from the from the magnitude and the tremendous nature of the one who is fear-inspiring, the one who instills the fear, so from Allah. Yeah? Even if the one who is scared and, 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 and in fear, even if he is قويين, even if he is strong, this is khashya. Alright? But khawf يكون من ضعف الخائف وإن كان المخوف أمرا يسيرا but the khawf, that stems from the weakness of the one who is frightened, even if that thing that he's scared from is something to, to not be scared of. It's minor. So you have, you have from the people, those who are scared of yeah, small things, they're scared. This is khawf. But khashya is to have fear along with magnifying that thing that you fear. Ta'zim. That's the difference between khawf, um, khashya, and khawf. Naam. Hada wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Naam.